0: Of Advent, we light the candle of hope as we anticipate and contemplate the Shepherd King. I I want you to think about this idea of the Shepherd King and what it must have been like for them, the Israelites. You know, they had one king that was a great king, that truly was that separate king, and it was David. And David not only had that relationship in being their shepherd king, but David saw God as his good shepherd. Remember his words? What he said? We see those words in Psalm twenty three. Let's let's listen to them again this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence and of my enemies. You anoint my with oil. My comfort grows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever David took what he knew David knew a lot about shepherding he was a shepherd boy remember and he took everything that he knew and he took a look at his God and he framed his God in the way he knew about God and he said if 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 I'm a shepherd then then God is the greatest shepherd ever and he had this feeling about god that is so very important for each one of us to understand he had this feeling about god that god was the one that cared for him that took care of him that that shepherded his life that created the meals that he ate that created the places to be that gave him the protection he needed he understood very deeply how much God cared the first year we went on the missions trip to Nicaragua that I went was I think five years ago and God I got to be honest and tell you I was kind of afraid of going Uh, I hadn't been in a foreign country without my wife ever before and it was a place where you guys seemed to know everybody and know everything. And so I asked God for a shepherd to take with on that. And God gave me my friend Javier. Javier was my shepherd. And he took good care of me. And it was it was amazing to watch Javier. He has this real servant's attitude. And he just took care of me. Pastor Jim, you look a little nervous. Is there something I need to figure out for you? Pastor Jim... This is what they're trying to say. Pastor Jim. And there was this way that he just came and he and and if you remember correctly at the end of the week he looked at you and he said you are doing okay of taking care of my pastor. Remember that? He wanted to know that if he wasn't there to shepherd me and to be my friend and to care for me he was watching you to make sure that you were shepherding me so this idea of a shepherd king was very important in is in jewish culture they believed that someday a shepherd king was going to come and he was going to care for them and take care of them like david did as their king and so these are some of the prophecies that go along with this idea of a shepherd king In Ezekiel, the shepherd will seek and rescue. Ezekiel chapter 34, it says this, As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness." So the Israelites had this idea that there was a time that God would just gather all of His people together. In 1948, when the nation of Israel was formed, this was the prophecy that was driving those Jewish people is that He was going to gather. I love what they call all the people that gather because when you go to Jerusalem, it's like coming to Lake Placid and you you. Climb the mountain up to the city of Israel, of Jerusalem, and they call all the people that return the ascenders. Isn't that cool? Isn't that what God did to us when He saved us? God took us out of wherever we were. In Psalm forty, it says that we were we were in a slimy mire and pit, and He raised us up. He made us ascenders. He rescued us. Scripture says in the same way His Son was lifted up, He will lift us up. A part of God's care for each one of us is His willingness to seek us out when we're lost and to rescue us from where we're at. See, the shepherd king is a rescuer. That's a part of His care for each one of us. Not only is He a rescuer, but He will nurture and lead. This is what it says in Isaiah chapter 40. It says, He will tend His flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in His arms. And he will carry them in His bosom and gently lead those who that are with the young. It's interesting to watch a shepherd and how they lead and they guide. There is a sense that the shepherd does not herd from the behind. They're not cows. He leads with his voice from the front. There's a gentleness, a care. You know, every one of us needs that in our lives. We need people that will come into our lives. We need our God to come into our lives because there are times that we feel a little scattered. Do you ever feel a little scattered? You ever feel a little lost? Have you ever walked into a room and you look over and you see someone and you could tell that they are lost? And they're a little scattered. When I used to take kids to Chicago, i say, you got to follow me at my pace and you can't look up and around only when I tell you you can look up and around. I said, your goal is to look like you know where you're at and where you're going at all times. That is the best way for me to keep you safe. And so I walk kind of fast. And so I would set this pace, and everybody would, they would be following me, and there would be someone in the back going, You need to keep up with Pastor Jim. That's how God shepherds us, He leads us. He wants us to have the sins that we can follow Him and we don't feel lost. And it's hard sometimes because do you ever feel like you're in the intertestamental period where God has not spoken for 450 years? I think that we feel that way sometimes. There are promises that He makes to us. He makes the promise in James chapter 1. He says, if you lack wisdom, I'll give you wisdom. He makes the promises in Matthew chapter 5. If you seek Me, you will find Me. Knock and the door shall be opened ask and will be given to you. But there is this sense that we need to know in the scatteredness of our lives, it's nice to know that there's someone that is shepherding our soul. That is leading us and seeking us out when we are lost. The shepherd will protect. Micah five four says this, and he shall stand and the shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. And the majesty of the name of the Lord is God. And they shall dwell secure. For now he has be, he shall be great to the ends of the earth. You know, not only do we not to want to feel scattered, but we want to feel safe. We want to feel this sense of security. We want to feel... Like somebody is taking care of us. You see, even when they didn't realize it, the people of Israel needed a shepherd. And even when we don't realize it, we need a shepherd, don't we? We need a shepherd that will do the following things for us. We need a shepherd that will... um. I don't know. what well, what is the list? The shepherd that will rescue us and seek us out. A shepherd that will nurture us and lead us. A shepherd that will protect us. It's interesting in John that... At one moment in his life, in John chapter 10, Jesus Christ declares the reality. You know, see, they were looking for a shepherd, and when the shepherds came and they saw this baby in a manger, they're like probably going, He doesn't look a lot like a shepherd. How is he going to be the king? I I think that today, people sometimes look at Jesus and go, I don't know. He doesn't look like a shepherd. He's not what I need to care for myself. I need somebody to understand me. I need somebody to meet me where I'm at. Listen to what Jesus said when he declared himself the shepherd. The thief comes only to kill, to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and may have it abundantly. You know, this is what care is about. This is what nurture is about, isn't it? It's about somebody taking care of us and giving us a better quality of life. I've never seen a mother that's saying, yeah, he's kind of weak, and that's just the way he is. I've never seen a mother care for a child that way, have you? You know? Well, yeah, he can't walk very well, but he's a good crawler. He'll be okay in life. No, there's a a sense of abundance and greatness. Jesus Christ declared, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Now here's the the rub though. Do we like being sheep? I I think that sometimes we want to say, I am the shepherd of my soul. I don't need somebody else to care for me. I don't need somebody else to help me. Occasionally I'll say that to people. Can I help you with anything? Nope, got it myself. I'm good. Uh, Is is there anything we can do for you? Nope, got it myself. I'm good. Because I am the shepherd of my own soul. Verse 16, he said this, that is such a comfort to us today. It says, I have other sheep that are not in this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. Isn't that great? It's okay to be another sheep, isn't it? Because we still get to be a part of the one flock. So let's remind ourselves. Here are some of the things we need. First, we need to know that Jesus, as a good shepherd, seeks and rescues. I think that there are certain times even in my adulthood where I've got to be honest and say, I'm feeling a little bit lost here. I'm feeling very scattered here, Jesus. Can you be the shepherd of my soul? And maybe even my brain. If you help me there, that would be helpful. We also know that Jesus nurtures and He leads Sometimes in the present time, we don't understand what He's doing, but most of the time when we look back, we see His leadership in our life and His nurture in our life. We see how He's taken care of us. And based on that track record, we should begin to feel comfortable that He can continue to do that. But we have this naive idea in the United States that we think that the goal is independence So somehow we're going to grow up in our faith at some point and go, well, I don't really need God anymore. I got this Christianity thing down. I'm doing well. I really don't need God in life, but then all of a sudden we go through the next phase of life and all of a sudden every phase of life involves seeing a different doctor, right? And we realize that instead of becoming stronger and more complete, that we always are in need of a shepherd. Grace had a hard week. We drove over to see her on Friday night. We needed to shepherd her soul. We didn't say, well, you moved out. We're not your parents anymore. We don't care. Jesus, thankfully, never moves out, does he? He's always there and He knows that we need to be nurtured and we need to be led. Jesus protects. He takes care of us. But we have this struggle. And the struggle is this. You see, we sometimes think the hope of a shepherd is something we have to anticipate instead of that we have to realize Do you understand the difference for 400 years the israelites waited for this cradle to be filled because they needed a king they needed the four unto us a child is born they needed four unto us a son is given They needed a four, and the government shall rest upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Caregiver, the Shepherd. And so they were waiting. But we don't have to wait, we just have to realize. We don't have to say, I hope that someday you will be my shepherd, Jesus. We can say, I know that you are my shepherd. We can be going through hard circumstances in life and still go, but I know that you are my shepherd. I don't have to anticipate that eventually you'll be something I can realize and know. Our hope is built on certainty that God is who He says He is. Uh, Sometimes I know we don't understand it. Uh, Sometimes it doesn't make a lot of sense to us. Sometimes I think we even get frustrated because, well, we'll talk about it in just a second. We get frustrated. But we need to know this, that the hope that they had for a shepherd is a hope that has been realized for us. God wants to care for us. God wants to be our shepherd. Here's what it says about the shepherd king. This is what Peter said. He said, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but now, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. We have to decide every day that God is our shepherd. We have to decide every day that we're going to be a sheep. There is no process of promotion where one day God comes to you and goes, you get a slip in the paper, and congratulations, you are no longer a sheep. You get to be the shepherd now. Over and again, we have to realize this. but Here's where the challenge is. The challenge is in our willingness and our expectations. For some of us, the challenge is the idea of humbling ourselves and saying, I need a shepherd. I need to be cared for. I need someone in my life to take care of me. That's really hard. The other thing that's really hard is, we're like, well, if Jesus were a good shepherd, then dot, 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 right? We have expectations sometimes on the shepherd, don't we? It's not that he isn't keeping his promises and it's not that he's not being the shepherd. It's just that he's not the kind of shepherd we wanted. You see this happen in the workplace all the time. A new manager comes in and everybody goes, well, he's not the shepherd we wanted. You know? I don't feel cared for at work anymore. There is a time when we have to be really honest and say, dear God, I am so sorry It's not that you're not a good shepherd. It's just that I decided the kind of shepherd you needed to be. I I became a Christian and I wrote you a job description, God. And I said, okay, if you're going to be my God. This is how you need to do it. And there are people that we once went to church with or used to go to church in this community. And the reason that they're struggling is because... God is not living up to not His job description and His promises. He's not living up to theirs. What did the last verse say? It said, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. Hmm. You know, our last core value is trust God more. And the word underneath that is surrender. And more than often, we have to be willing to let Him be the shepherd and overseer the way He wants to shepherd and oversee us. I want to end with this today. I just think this is beautiful. This is a shepherd king's blessing. It's found in the book of Hebrews in chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. It says this, Now, may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good thing that you may do His will, working in us, that which is pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to Him be glory forever and ever. Amen. As we begin this Advent season and as we place our hope in the King that came in a cradle, our hope is built on the fact that we truly believe that He can shepherd Our souls, and He can shepherd our lives as we continue to grow in our trust of Him. He might not always tell you how He's going to do it. His ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. But His goal is for you to flourish in the pasture of this world. As we anticipate eventually going back to the fold and being forever in heaven with Him. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for being the shepherd king. And thank you for the hope of that kind of leadership in our lives God help us to surrender to your lordship and trust in your care for us God I think of the people that may be feeling disconnects in that care God help them to more clearly see your role in their lives as the good shepherd And God, for those in this room today that have never asked You to be the shepherd, that haven't realized the reality of You laying down Your life for the sheep so that we could be in the fold, God, I pray for those people today that today would be the day that they would leave the scattered life of sin that they have and accept Your gift of salvation. God, may they come to You this day. I pray this in Your name. Amen. Well, let's stand together as sheep. And Charlie's and Will are going to lead us in some music, and I'm going to ask the prayer counselors to come. And if there's something in your journey that we can be praying for, Uh, some way that we can be helpful to you as we close this service, we encourage you to come and let us pray for you today. Let's sing together.